Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world, uh, on the internet at MichaelDukeshow.com and across the state of Alaska, on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, it is The Michael Dukes Show. Good morning and welcome to the program. Um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's hump day. Hump, hump day, middle of the week. Ready for the downhill slide? You can see firearms Friday from here. Oh man, um, it's uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy. Um, the remainder of the week uh, still looking good. We're gonna get into that here in just a second. But first, let me tell you about what's coming up on today's uh, program. Uh, of course, it is Wednesday, which uh, historically means today we are going to be talking with State Senator Mike Shower in hour two for the Shower Hour of Power. Yep, that's right. State Senator Mike Shower is going to be joining us here uh, in hour two, and we'll be talking with him about well the hot news of the day. And uh, how about that? Uh, how about that recognition resolution that they got from the uh, uh, that they got from the uh, uh, district? What was it? District 27, 29, District 29 Republicans uh, sent a letter and a resolution out, a vote of support to state uh, to uh, State Senator Shower, uh, as well as uh, State Senator Hughes and uh, Myers, that they all together um, have a. Uh, They've got a, a pat on the back, an attaboy for doing the right thing, uh, and so it uh, it's it's looking it's looking real good, looking real good. We're going to talk with him about that and more, the ins and outs, anything new that's happened in state government and everything. Um, <clears throat> and in hour one, oh man, we uh, we bagged a good one here. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Art Mathias, who is with Alaskans for Honest Elections, which is part of the Alaskans for Honest Government group. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. This is all about the repeal of ranked choice voting, and Art's going to be joining us here in about uh, oh, 12, 15 minutes, and we'll be talking with him about their um. Their push to uh, their push to repeal this ranked choice voting and what's it going to take and how do we help and et cetera et cetera et cetera. So it's going to be a it's going to be a great a great opportunity to go check that out uh, here in uh, in just a few minutes with Art Mathias. Meanwhile, we're going to uh, hit a few headlines and talk about some stuff. But before we do that, we have to remind you that. Um, Christmas is coming. The goose is getting fat. It's all going to be good stuff. And uh, that means that it is the five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends 
over there uh, at uh, Satellite West. Uh, Harold and the whole crew at Satellite West, proud to sponsor the program and also proud to help us with our big five days of Christmas giveaway. And uh, that is, uh, it's pretty simple and easy. Starting tomorrow. <laughs> the, the days are all blending together. Starting tomorrow, we're going to be giving away a bivy stick. One bivy stick a day. And you're like, what's a bivy stick? Well, it's this cute little device that uh, is, uh, what's it the size of? I don't even know what it's the size of. It's about a third of the size of my cell phone. It's this little teeny tiny thing. And you <clears throat> you tether it to your phone via Bluetooth, and it turns your cell phone into a satellite communications device. You can send text messages. You can send uh, emails. And you can even... Uh, track yourself and track others with this device. Uh, it's the bivy stick, and it's good if you're out, you know, ski joring, snow machining, hunting, fishing. If you're just an outdoorsy person, I keep this one in my coat pocket, especially when I'm traveling up to Fairbanks, because there's several locations there where there is no cell phone service at all. And the bivy stick gives me a chance to um, stay in contact in case something happens. There's even a little red button down at the bottom of it. If uh, if I get stuck or something, I could flip the flap back and mash the button to say, help me. I'm stuck. I'm, I've fallen and I can't get up. Anyway, we're giving away one of these a day, every day, Thursday, Friday, and then next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But the only way that you can win is going to my website at michaeldukeshow.com. And if you do that, you can get signed up to win, and I'm going to be randomly drawing tomorrow morning before the show. I'm going to randomly be drawing a name from that list, and you get a chance to win the bivy stick. On top of that, um, for uh, Michael Duke Show listeners exclusively, Bivy heard about our giveaway because we were doing it on our own. And Bivy heard about the giveaway and said, hey, we'll give you some extra months. So you don't have to. You're not required to win. You're not required to get signed up on their plans, but they require a plan, right? So uh, if you get the uh, if you get the 12-month plan, you get three months for free. So you actually get 15 months. The 24-month plan gets you four months free. The 36-month plan gets you six months for free. And so it's just an extra added thank you from the folks at Bivy, as well as, of course, your local radio stations and The Michael Duke Show and Satellite West. But you can't win if you don't go get signed up. MichaelDukeShow.com. Just go over there. Click on the big banner at the top of the page. You can't miss it. It's got all the Christmas lights around it. And uh, it's got the explanations and everything there as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Um, it's uh, it's pretty pretty nasty out there. New winter weather advisory from the uh, National Weather Service. Winter storm warning remains in effect from 6 p.m. this evening to six. Excuse me, till 9 a.m. tomorrow from the. Uh, uh, from the National Weather Service, and that is for Anchorage and Eagle River and the Valley. Uh, supposed to be, according to the Weather Service, uh, freezing rain in the Valley starting tonight at midnight. Oh God, it's just it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I can't wait. Um, heavy snow expected. Accumulation of seven to ten inches. 
slippery road conditions, hazardous conditions. Uh, weather's supposed to be warming, too, on top of that. So the weather's going to be up around freezing. And so uh, on the uh, in the Knick River Valley there, which is part of where the Glen is, and up into Palmer, Wasilla, uh, you could have a mixture of freezing rain and snow. And uh, they're still trying to dig things out. Uh, the Anchorage School District, there's a there's an article in the ADN this morning talking about the <clears throat> the Anchorage School District and the travails yesterday. Um, there were 30 buses that got stuck yesterday. Yesterday was a um, I, I don't know it's not voluntary. It's non compulsory. I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, it was a non-compulsory day at school. If you felt like it was safe for your kids to go, you could send them. They had about a 74% attendance rate yesterday, but it took some of the kids a couple hours to get to school because these buses would get stuck. Uh, and there were, again, 30 buses stuck at various places around town. And then other people were complaining that the sidewalks were so full of snow that the kids were having to walk in the roads, which had just were not plowed enough to be able to allow two cars to pass side by side. And another 10 inches of snow uh, tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow. So uh, I just, you know, welcome to Alaska. Welcome to Alaska. It's all fantastic. Um, Anyway, it uh, is just messy, messy, messy. Now, schools are open in uh, Anchorage today, but out in the Matsu, uh, that is another remote learning day. They apparently are all set up for the remote learning, and Anchorage is having a hard time with that. Now, I don't know. I did not see any commentary this morning on whether Peninsula schools uh, are... um, uh, Peninsula schools are open or closed today. Uh, I was looking for that earlier and I didn't see it. So I don't know. Somebody in the chat room can let me know whether Peninsula schools are open or closed. But um, uh, we'll, we'll, anyway, it's just more snow and snow continues. And uh, it's a, it's a tough, tough situation. Of course, up at Fairbanks, you guys are just dealing with things. And so I guess uh, no school, no snow days for you at school up there. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's at least, I don't know. I was thinking about it yesterday. I am, I'll be honest with you, sore as hell. Sore. Oh, so, so sore. I was uh, shoveling snow yesterday. I should have stretched a little more before I got started. I've got two of my kids are sick and uh, the other two are um, trying to get to work and do all this other stuff. But we ended up shoveling the whole driveway yesterday to get the cars out and everything. The plow finally showed up yesterday at about 2 o'clock. I mean, only 36 hours late. I can't blame the guys. They're working 21 hours at a shot, sleeping for a few, and then getting out there. So, But we finally got the cars out. Oh, I'm so sore this morning. I cannot face any more, I cannot face any more shoveling right now today. Um, but this is I, – I was thinking – I guess the whole story started when I was said I was thinking yesterday as I was shoveling. I would still rather shovel snow than have to deal with 30 or 40 below. I mean, I love Fairbanks. I love the people. But you can keep that 40 below crap. I, You know, call me a wuss. Call me whatever you want. My my, my fingers, I, have, I got frostbite when I was younger. And my fingers hurt so bad when they get cold. And it doesn't matter how good your gloves are when they're cold or when they're wet and everything else. They get cold and you're, oh, man, it's, it is. My fingers hurt so bad yesterday. The tips of my fingers were so hurting. I just I can't face another cold winter 
like that, like a 40 below cold winter. That's enough for me. Uh, Just a reminder that next week is the last three broadcast days of the year. Um, And so we're going to be on Wednesday will be my final. So a week from today will be my final broadcast day for the year. And then the show will be on hiatus from the Thursday through to the new year. And we'll be we'll be coming up at two, uh, two, two, two of January. January the second will be our first broadcast day of the new year. Uh, and next week we're doing absolutely no politics at all, which is kind of unusual because we usually are politics all day, every day. But next Wednesday is going to be, um, or next week is going to be nothing but. Oh, Christmas memories, favorite movies, recipes, uh, music, talking about our favorite Christmas music. It's just going to be, we're going to hang out. I'm going to have some good news. I'm going to have some guests. We're just, we're just going to, we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, it's always fun and, and, and an entertain, entertaining to, uh, to deal with that. And it's going to be, uh, uh, it's going to be good. Um, all right. Uh, so I guess that's it. We're coming up on the break and I see that Art Matthias is, uh, in the uh, green room waiting for us right now. We're going to jump in with him here in just a moment. We're going to talk about the rank choice voting. We're going to talk about, uh, the direction of government. We're going to do a lot of stuff. Then we're going to be joined by state Senator Mike Schauer in hour two. Wow. It's going to be uh it's going to be a fun show today and I uh, can't wait. I can't wait to per- proceed. So let's do so. The Michael Luke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. And around the world on the internet at MichaelLukeShow.com, where you can pick up the audio-only live stream, as well as our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, where we simulcast the radio show. we got about 60 people hanging out between all the chat rooms there. We'll be back with more and Art Mathias for Alaskans for Honest Elections. We return in just a moment. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now, and uh, we're ready to jump into it. Let's um, let's uh, get over there to testing our connection with uh, Art Mathias. Oops, he stepped away for a second, so we'll wait for Art to step sit back down, and we'll we'll test that connection here in just a hot minute. Um, man, geez, Harold, did you have a morning cup of haterade or something? Harold got his haterade on this morning. Well, you're just whining about the cold. I'm not just having a conversation. Why you gotta be so grumpy, man? Why you gotta be so grumpy? Uh, all right. Uh, I see Art has uh, sat back down uh, to his chair here. So let's get around to testing uh, everything and getting the audio all squared away here as we get ready to uh, go before we rejoin the radio. Good morning, Art. How are you? 
Good morning, Michael. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you look good. You sound good. What more could a guy ask for so good. early in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah, on a Wednesday morning, it's great. Yeah, it's it's great. Boy, that was an enthusiastic great. I mean, you should inform your face when you say that. That's great. Yeah, that's so yeah. great. I can't wait to be here. Uh, Art, you, you uh, I mean, I'm excited to uh, to talk with you, and I'm glad you guys are doing all this work. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna kick things off here in just a minute. We'll start with kind of uh, you know the background of who you guys are and you know where you come from and what you're planning on um, what you're planning on doing and and how we can help. And so we'll get into all that here in just a minute, okay? You bet. Okay, I'm gonna put. Thank you. you. I'm gonna put you back in the green room here for just a minute, and uh, you can hang out there. Uh, well, not by your lonesome because I'll be keeping you company, but uh, I just can't see what's going on. Um, all right. Um, wow. It's not whining if it's a fact. Well, I guess the same could be said about the cold. Uh, I mean, it's not whining if it's a fact. Right, Harold? Right? I mean, right? Uh, anyone else um, Anyone else loving the Twitter file drops? I have been watching kind of it from afar. I have not been watching. I have not been reading up on it and the details and everything else. I have kind of been watching it to see, you know, just kind of how crazy – uh, he is driving all the uh, all the talking heads and everything else. It's kind of interesting to watch, but I have not been reading the actual drops because who's got time for that stuff? I mean, I don't have time for that right now. I'm busy worrying about Alaskan stuff. I'm not worried about the rest of it. Uh, Michael says the uh, uh, I always want to say Michael or Mikhail, um, uh, but either way, in YouTube, he's up at Fairbanks. And when I was talking about whether or not the school's closed, he goes, uh, or uh, not, so he's not up in Fairbanks. He's down in the peninsula. Sorry, Michael. Um, he said the schools are open so far that they didn't get much snow last night, which is supposed to change today because it's supposed it's supposed to get snowy. Uh, apparently, the winter storm warning's at 6 p.m., but they're saying that the snow could start much sooner than that, like at 3 p.m., I guarantee you, I'm going to try and go into Anchorage today. It'll be the first time I've been in town this week. Uh, I'll definitely be leaving Anchorage by three. I will definitely be, yeah, I will definitely be leaving Alaska by three. Uh, or be leaving uh, Anchorage, rather, by three. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's program, we're going to be talking with David Boyle, who is going to go over the state of state education. So, um, I mean, we won't be talking necessarily about how how bad the bus service is, but we're going to talk about the state of the state, you know, the $67 million budget deficit, and now that they've whittled it down to just about 50, what are they going to do now? What go, what happens next? What is the, you know, we're going to get the full rundown from David Boyle, who has been following these things for many years and uh, it was with Alaska Policy Forum and many other organizations as the education expert. So we're going to talk about we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah, Politidic, I didn't get a chance to mention that as well. The Eastman case is going on. Kowalki v. Eastman. Uh, Eastman already says that case has cost him a hundred thousand dollars so far, and they estimate it'll be upwards of three hundred thousand. Somebody needs to be able to sue Kowalki for all that money. As far as that goes, that's all I could say right now. All right, we're coming back into it. Here we go. The Michael Luke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio. Like and share. 
Okay, welcome back to the program. Thanks for continuing uh, with us this morning as we uh, as we continue on on our hump day headlines and everything else. But our guest is here, and we want to get into it because this is the discussion of we've been talking about it. Uh, ranked choice voting. A lot of people still rankled up about it and and irritated by what happened. And uh, it looks like there is no political will in the current legislature, the way that it's impaneled to uh, to tackle this, because let's face it, many of those that are now in the legislature are there only through the grace of ranked choice voting. And so we don't look for a legislative solution on this. We're looking for a uh, for a citizen uh, 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 solution to this, a citizen's initiative. Uh, Art Mathias is with Alaskans for Honest Elections. Uh, part of Alaskans for Honest Government, I believe. So we're going to get the full rundown on who they are, where they are, what they do. And uh, then we're going to find out what exactly is going on and what is the status of this. Art Mathias joins us uh, right now. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good, Michael. How are you this morning? You know, there absolutely no complaints, my friend. Absolutely no complaints. Uh, we're all, it's not 40 below. Let's put it that way. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, so Art, tell us a little bit about Alaskans for Honest Elections and, uh, you know, who you are, where you are, what, what you're all about. And, uh, you know, I, I guess Alaskans for Honest Governments is also part of it. So kind of give us the rundown there and then let's talk about this move to, uh, to do away with ranked choice voting here in the state of Alaska. Uh, feel free to uh, jump in here. Thanks, Michael. Happy to be on your show and happy to talk about uh, what the outsiders are trying to do to us Alaskans. Uh, we formed a, a political action committee called Alaskans for Honest Government about two months ago when we saw what was happening in the with right choice voting in Alaska. We The outcome was very predictable. And then we formed uh, a C4 nonprofit organization called Alaskans for Honest Elections to promote the initiative, uh, citizens' initiative to repeal and replace ranked choice voting. We filed our initiative uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, we've also set up another organization called The Ranked Choice Education Association, it's a national organization because this is a national problem. It's uh, a disease that's spreading all over the United States, all over many states, uh, Nevada recently, municipalities all over the country. And uh, if, we don't get, if we don't get rid of it, we will never elect another conservative candidate. And we don't, this isn't a Republican or a Democrat issue. If you look at the Democrats from 20 years ago, they would be called extreme radical conservatives today. Our country is dramatically changing. Yeah, there is. It needs to. There is a social drift in this country. I remember when Zell Miller, do you remember when Zell Miller left the Democratic Party? And uh, he wrote a book after he did called The National Party No More. And in that book, he basically said, I didn't leave the party. The party left me. My values have always been constant and the same. And you're seeing all the parties, quite honestly, drift to the left with the uh, with the Democratic Party leading the way. And Republican isn't far behind. You look at the policies that a lot of Republicans are, are supporting today, and they are radical extremist uh, views 15, 20 years ago. 
So it's time to rethink what's happening. And ranked choice is part of the ways these, uh, I call them Soros-type, very large multi-billion dollar corporations are trying to influence us here with their huge amounts of money they brought in from outside to basically tell us lies. And that's what ranked choice was two years ago, supposedly all about dark money, but it wasn't. It didn't work. If it was about dark money, we've had more dark money now than ever before. Right. More outside money coming in telling us Alaskans what to do and how to vote. Well, and that's what was always interesting to me about that whole campaign. I mean, I took one look at it and realized that there was 27 pages of, you know, in the in the voter booklet, there was 27 pages of changes that ranked choice voting would bring about. And I'm like, 27 pages? Nobody's going to make it through all these 27 <laughs> pages of it. Nobody, because, and of course, they also, the 27 pages weren't complete because they referenced back to Alaska statute and you had to go read the statute and you had to have a statute book in one hand and the voter book in another hand. And I went, this is insane. And then, like you said, the whole point was that they, that they brought in $7 million of outside money. Yes. It was outsiders who were, I mean, the, 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 the Alaskans for Better Elections was a local group. But they went out and courted all these big dollar money interests outside. And there was an actual quote from one of the multi-billion dollar ladies that was part of it where she said, Alaska is a cheap date. That's where we should start because they knew that exactly. we have such a small population. And they poured $7 million. Now, I work in radio. And so I saw all the ads that went on the air for this group over the course of the ranked choice voting argument. And I could tell you, there was one ad that actually talked about the ranked choice voting component of it and the rest of the ads. So like 90% of the ads were all about dark money. Don't you want dark? Aren't you afraid of dark money? I mean, it was just this constant barrage and that's, that's how they got it across the finish line. Yeah, That was their lie. They told us because even when you read their so-called dark money portion of the bill of the ranked choice bill, ballot measure two, uh, it gave the unions a free ride. They didn't have to do any reporting. So it was a Ponzi scheme from day one to tell us lies. And even what they're doing today in their so-called polls that they're putting out, telling us that 70% of Alaskans loved ranked choice. They found it easy to vote. Well, you can write a poll to do anything. And they're just trying to discourage us to stay out of it because it's a foregone conclusion. 70% of Alaskans liked it. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. In the last three weeks, we've talked to over 4,000 people, uh, me and the, uh, the other sponsors, and we found less than 10, total less than 10 people that liked ranked choice voting. Uh, so don't believe all this stuff we're hearing from outside. Right. They're manipulating us. Well, once more, and I can guarantee you they're going to continue to stay. Uh, that they're going to stay for Alaska for Better Elections has been on the air since the election, telling you what a great deal it was, like you said. And I guarantee you that yeah. they're they're going to continue because they need to protect what they've now installed. And they again, we knew that this was about again the the vast majority of this was about keeping Lisa Murkowski in office. And it was about giving Bill Walker a leg up, if possible. That didn't work out. But the Lisa Murkowski thing worked out quite well. And now we see what it has done to our legislature. 
I mean, we had, you know, I call it Republican on Republican violence during the general election because you had these Republicans that were duking it out, some of whom would never have survived a primary fight. And yet yeah. now we've got a bunch of legislatures, uh, legislators in the legislature that would not have been there, save for ranked choice voting. Well, that's true on many of the of the uh, offices. Uh, and you start looking at how one Republican was pitted against another purposely. And it was the nastiest, dirtiest election I ever saw. And it was manipulated. You look, when you start looking at uh, all the ads that were run for uh, Nick Begage beating up on Sarah Palin, and you think Begage was running those ads, but you look at that little line at the bottom where it says paid for by, it was paid for by an outside group. Yeah. So they right. were in reality beating up on Begage, blaming him for all this nastiness against Palin, uh, with the inevitable result that we got a, a radical Democrat in office. They got what they wanted. Yeah, it's just subterfuge all the way through this, and I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Well, and as you and you mentioned, go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you mentioned they're running ads already. They're spending already hundreds of thousands of dollars. Here's a fancy. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on the camera or not. Here's a fancy direct mail piece I received two days ago from an outfit in Kensington, North Carolina, called Ranked Choice Voting Resource Center. This this direct mail piece is antiquated science, and it's very expensive. I bet you they spent three bucks a piece for these letters they sent out, trying to influence us and tell us that Ranked Choice is a good deal, and we know better. Just Right. If you want to test your own survey, talk to your neighbor. Well, I challenge you to find anybody that likes it. Well, and you could see, again, as you mentioned, this is not just a state of Alaska thing. I mean, we are the guinea pig. I mean, we were the cheap date, and now they're talking about Nevada. And you see that there's these pushes across the states in other states to get the same thing on. And really— uh, what I find what I find irritating about this is that it continues to water down the vote. Now, I'm not a fan of the big partisan divide, the extreme left and the extreme right, you know, duking it out in the you know blood in the streets kind of thing. But in our electoral process, it should be one person, one vote. And if there has to be a runoff, absolutely. If there has to be a runoff, well, then by golly, we have to hold another election. That's how it is. Instead of this really confusing way of getting it. And of course, the worst part of this was not actually the ranked choice component of it. It's the jungle primary. That's what causes, you know, Republicans and and to face off against each other in the general and everything else. That elimination of the of the primary so that the parties could choose their own candidate. That's the biggest part of this problem, in my opinion. Well, we had uh, basically a jungle primary from the very beginning. The primary season never ended because you always had Democrats beating up on Democrats, Republicans beating up on Republicans from the day one. We never had a discussion about what's good for Alaska or for the future. We never had an exchange of ideas. All we had was negative campaign ads constantly. Uh, this was promoted as a, a, a nicer, kinder way of voting. Well, it's the exact opposite. Right. Another lie we've been told. Right. So we're talking with Art right. Mathias from Alaskans for Honest Elections. Um, Art, uh, you know, so tell me a little bit here. We got about uh, three or four minutes. Tell me a little bit here about the process. What does it take to get this on the ballot? You have the initiative. You've submitted it. What does it take to get this this petition that you're putting out there onto the ballot 
so that people can vote for this again? Give me the mechanics of it. Well, the mechanics starts out with a group being formed, uh, and we did that uh, myself and Philip uh, Eisen and Jamie Donnelly are the three initial uh, sponsors of this. Then the state requires us to gather 100 additional response, uh, sponsors from any place in Alaska. So we submitted that about the, the, and write a bill. So we wrote the bill, we formed a committee, we submitted the bill and all the sponsors about three weeks ago. And then we wait for this, this the attorney general to review it and the, and the lieutenant governor to approve it. That usually takes about 60 days. Then we need to gather uh, petition signatures from every district in the state of Alaska. Uh, I think it's going to be someplace around 26,000, thereabouts, 10% of the vote in November. Our plan is to gather three times that, 75,000 signatures. We've already gathered well over 3,000 sponsors. Uh, so then, then uh, it will show up on the ballot in 24. So this is a long process. It's going to take, well, they spent $7 million last time to get it sold to us. I think it's going to take double that this time to get rid of it. And that's very possible. We've already raised a little short of 400000 which I'm amazed at in three weeks' time. We have Governor Palin is doing national fundraising for this. Uh, last week at Mar in Mar-a-Lago, with a fundraiser in California and D.C. with fundraisers last week. Uh, we need every Alaskan involved, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, but all of us need to get involved. And if you go to our website, uh, alaskansforhonestelections.com, you'll find a place to sign up as a sponsor. You'll find a place there to uh, give us a few dollars so we can beat this outside money. Uh, if working together, we can overturn this and and basically save our country. That's what this is really about, right? Because you mentioned this is spreading, this spreading all over. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the uh, radical dream to control how we all vote and redefine elections as as even biology is being redefined today. So it's it's a huge war, and we've got to win. Art Mathias is our guest with Alaskans for Honest Elections. I mean, again, the process of getting something on the ballot, um, a, a, re a referendum, a repeal of a, of a law um, requires a very, very heavy lift. They have to go out to each and every different voting district. I think they have to get 37 of the 41 districts. And you have to have 10 percent of the vote of the last vote count from those districts. So it has to be 10 percent from each. It's not overall. It's from each district. And it's it's, yes, it's labor. It's, it's labor intensive. I mean, you have to get you know, you have to fly out. You have to go out. You have to go people go door to door in villages and every place else to get these signatures. And as you said, it's not a cheap it's not a cheap thing to do, even even without the advertising, which is a, a lot of that $7 million that they spent was on advertising, but they spent a couple million dollars just signature gathering and doing all that other stuff as well. It's not a, it's not a cheap operation. And if we want to return to the one person, one vote, it's going to take, uh, it's going to take some help from you and me uh, to get it. We're going to get back with Art here in just a second and continue with him. Art, hold the line for a moment. Folks, we got to go to break. We're going to be back with more in just a minute. The Michael Duke Show continues. 
You're home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Uh, again, we're continuing with Art Mathias for Alaskans from honest, uh, for Honest Elections. And we'll continue our discussion in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. Art Mathias uh, is our guest, and we're continuing this discussion. Um, I mean, Art, I guess what made you? Uh, what made you and your fellow cohorts jump into this? Um, you know, what was the? <laughs> What was the impetus to say, let, let's tackle this huge, big, nasty, you know, heavy lift to get this done? What was the thing that drove you over the edge to get you there? What drove all of us over the edge is this whole election process and how deceitful it was. And we love our country. We love our state. And sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and jump in. Um, I, It was that kind of a choice. We did a little experiment with the, the uh pack that we formed and we ran ads in the last part of the October, just before the election, we had incredible results on some of the things we did, which gave us confidence going forward. Um, we've built two incredible websites that help in this process. Jamie Donnelly is working extensively in, in the social media We've had, we're signing up three, two, three, four hundred people a day on our website. So we're really encouraged that that this is possible, but it's going to take all of us. We need to get together, uh, stop beating up on each other, forgive each other from the elections that are over with, and move on. We need to come together uh, to save our state. It's that big a deal. Yeah, no, it is. It is a big deal. Now, does your resolution, uh, does it repeal the ranked choice voting um, uh, initiative in its entirety or is it trying to take a piecemeal? Because I know there was some discussion about whether or not we, you know, just revert back to the old style primary and keep the ranked choice voting component or whatever. I mean, I, there's been pros and cons of everything. I, for one, would like to see the whole thing repealed because I think we need to start fresh. It's a hot mess out there. But what what do you uh, what does this specifically say? This initiative bill that we wrote uh, deals with two of the three parts of the ranked choice. We specifically chose not to touch the dark money portion of it because there are some restrictions in that, even though it is not what we would like. But if we repeal the dark choice, the, the dark money portion, then the other side will tell us that we want dark money and we don't. So we had a bit of a political thing there. Uh, a choice to how to figure it out. So we are repealing and replacing the jungle primary and the the ranked choice voting section and replacing it with what we used to have, uh, a plurality. It's what's what's allowed in the Alaska constitution. Uh, But we we have chosen to leave the dark money portion alone because we didn't think it would pass if we repealed the whole thing. Um, it was a political choice that me and three other three people that were pri- uh, passed 
lieutenant governors in the state of Alaska, past attorney general. We've had got to quite the group of very experienced Alaskan uh, legislators put together to make choices. How do we do this? Right. So it's a, we may be, that was the wisdom of our group. Uh, the, the three past attorney, uh, lieutenant governors, past attorney general. How do we do this? How can we sell this to the people and not get beat up uh, by the other side with a bunch of lies? Because we're not in favor of, of dark money. Right. But we can't do this with just Alaskan money. We are using true Alaskans and an Alaskan group, not some outside group that has uh, hired guns in Alaska. We are the we are Alaskans and we're raising money inside and outside the state because it's a national issue. Um, so that's how we chose to do it, Michael. Um, in, uh, I got a question from the chat room here. Brian asked the question, uh, are there any winners of the latest election who are also pushing for the repeal? Um, now I would say that Mike shower, I know has talked positively about that, but are there any other, uh, winners from the latest election to that are pushing for the repeal of ranked choice as well that you can name or think of? Uh, yes, there's several. Mike is one. Uh, A couple other state senators, uh, one from Eagle River, uh, and I haven't talked to all of them, but the only ones that that I find that like the system are those that somehow won from the system. Right. Everyone that it didn't affect the race uh, are very opposed to it. So that's how you mentioned earlier. It's those that benefited from it that like it. Right. Well, and you see those same ones that benefited from from at least the Republicans joining with Democrats, forming their own coalition right. with Democrats. Why? So it's you know, why would the fox, very self-serving? Why would the foxes hand the keys of the chicken coop back to the chickens? That doesn't make any sense. They've got they they're in there. They love it, and they've they've got to go. Um. All right. It, well, it's it's not about what the legislators think. It's about what the people of Alaska think. And that's who's going to vote for this. The legislators aren't going to do anything, as you mentioned before. All right. So it's time for the people to take charge. The ding means we are going to return to the radio. Let's jump into it. The Michael Duke Show. Continuing now with uh, Art Mathias from Alaskans for Honest Elections, uh, talking about the repeal of ranked choice voting. So, uh, Art, do me a favor. I want to play devil's advocate here. Um, Let's just say that I am um, I'm happy with ranked choice voting. Let's just say that I'm one of the happy customers are like, oh, yeah, I thought it was great. I did good. Uh, Everything else. I want the pitch. Can you give me the elevator pitch here for why ranked choice voting, uh, you know, Talk to me like I'm five here and tell me exactly why ranked choice voting is bad and what are the, you know, what are the arguments for signing your petition or voting for your initiative? What, you know, give me the whole, give me the whole rundown here. Ranked choice voting uh, redefines elections by redefining what 50% is. In the House seat, we see that uh, the one that 
actually won the election, started out with 6% in the primary, or 6,000, roughly 6%. They ended up winning with 40% of the vote, of the total vote. The only way they ever get to 50% is to keep kicking people's votes out. So some people get their votes counted two times, three times. Some of them only get their vote counted once, and they're thrown away. So they keep redefining what 50% is. That's not honest. It's so complicated that many people just stopped, didn't even turn out. We had the lowest voter turnout since 2010. Uh, There's many stories of people trying to feed the ballot into that machine. The machine pits it out, and they quit. This isn't the American way of doing things. Then we see all these vote tabulation delays, and more and more and more votes show up all the time. Where do they come from? Uh, It's probably, again, it's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican issue. Do we want to have one person, one vote, or we do want to have some get their vote counted two or three times? That's not an American. That's not, not an honest way of doing elections. We are being manipulated by outside people that have their own nefarious goals that are anti-America. Right. So what do we want? Uh, What Art's talking about with people getting their votes counted multiple times is that if somebody voted for the winning candidate, the, the candidate that wins in the end, if they voted for them as their first choice, every subsequent round is like another election. So the first round... They, their vote counts for number one. The second round, their vote counts for number one. The third round, their vote counts for number one, and they win. They got a chance to get to, to vote basically in three separate elections by marking one box, whereas if somebody voted number one and, and, didn't, and bullet voted, didn't mark any other boxes, then they're basically disenfranchised. And we've talked about this, that this disproportionately disenfranchises um, you know, the elderly and minorities more than anything else. Um, as I said, it, they call it instant. They said another name for it is instant runoff voting. And I, if you're going to have a runoff, then you need to have a separate election. That's how it should work. There should be if people are interested and they want to come back, they'll vote for it. Uh, I had to explain to a listener the other day. He's like, well, wait, wait, wait. I just looked at the numbers and everything. And Lisa Murkowski only actually got 43 percent of the vote. How did she how did she win with only four? Well, again, again, the separate rounds, they keep shrinking the number of eligible ballots. And by the end, it's 50 percent of the eligible ballots, but it's only 43 percent of the electorate. So is it really exercising the will of the people? It is not. And these people are do not have a mandate. And you look at the House race, Mary Patoli won with 40% of the total vote in the first round. So as they threw votes away, threw votes away, eventually the the total vote uh, ballot count decreased and decreased to where 40% became 50%. This is smoke and mirrors. This isn't honest. That's what, therefore, our name, uh, Alaskans for Honest Elections. Let's tell the true story. Let's not tell all this uh, smoke and mirrors. We're not stupid, but we're being played as if we're stupid. Right. Well, we're not stupid, but you know there are super voters who are paying attention to every aspect of government and politics and everything else. And then there's just regular voters, regular old people who are worried about keeping the heats and lights on and going to work and making a, taking the kids to soccer and doing that. They're only paying attention to elections for a very finite period of time right beforehand. Yes, and, and that's what they're counting on. They're counting on the confusion and people not really having the information or not understanding what it is by, you know, being bamboozled by the dark money, you know, component of the whole thing. That's what it's all about. 
And if you look at any election, how often do you find a second or third choice that you even want to vote for? Most of the second or third or fourth choices available are somebody we're diametrically opposed to in their belief system. This is not fair to any Alaskan, no matter what. If you're if you're a radical French person, your second choice may have to be uh, somebody on the opposite side of the scale from you. If you're you know, if you're on the left or the right, right? How is that fair? What do I want to vote? Have to vote for somebody that's opposed to my views, regardless of what your views are. It's not an American way. We have a right of speech, free speech. This takes away my right to express myself fully and completely. Right. Well, and again, uh, the fact that because I chose to vote for only one candidate, a bullet voter, or maybe two out of four, yeah. um, it didn't give me the ability to see what the outcome is in the long run in these multiple rounds. Again, one person, one vote. It, that's what it should be. It should not be these multiple votes. And I think that's probably the weakest component of this whole uh, ranked choice voting is that we have a one person, one vote. And this kind of this violates it. And again, disenfranchises anybody who doesn't decide to fill in all four bubbles, so to speak. And I think that's the biggest that's the biggest part of it. That's why the, the Alaska Constitution says it's a plurality to win. In all of the races except the, uh, and this concept of one person, one vote, and the concept of 50% plus one was challenged in the U.S., in the Alaska Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court redefined the Constitution to say that 50% plus one works when the Constitution plainly says that it does not in the governor's race. Right. They redefined it, played games with words to say that ranked choice was only one ballot, one vote that was counted several times. Yeah. They got very creative yeah. in how they um, played this to the people. We're down to the last couple of minutes here, Art. So how do folks get involved again? Tell people, you know, how do we participate? Where do we, you know, where do we go to sign up, uh, send money? What do people need to do? You got about just two minutes here. Go to our website, alaskansforhonestelections.com. There's a place where you can sign up to become a sponsor. We're trying to gather 20, 30,000 sponsors in the next two or three months. Uh, we're signing up people today at two, three, four hundred every day. So it's we are happy with what's happening. Also, there's a portal where you can uh, use your credit card. Give us five bucks, ten bucks, hundred bucks, five thousand bucks. There's no limit to what you can give. The outside people are pouring in millions. We've got to counteract that. Please do what you can. We need everyone on board. Again, that's. Alaskans for Honest Elections.com. Come on board and help us and be a sponsor and take the message to your friends. And yeah, and again, tell everybody else uh, about what's going on. Tell all your friends, let them know. I mean, if they were frustrated, let them know that there's a solution for this, that they can help, that they can give, that they can donate, that they can talk about it, uh, that yes. they can go out there and uh, and make, make is their verse heard. Go, go ahead. We need every person part. in Alaska to be an ambassador for this and, and talking to their neighbor. We, we need everybody in Alaska to be an ambassador to repeal ranked choice and go back to our 
right of free association in our own parties, to re, not to redefine the elections the way the woke people out there want them redefined, as they're, as they're telling us a man can get pregnant. This is that silly of an issue. Yeah. It's time to be uh, up front. Go fight for our country. Alaskans for Honest Thank you, Michael. For- it's Art Mathias, Alaska for Honest Elections. Art, thank you for being part of the program here. Hold the line for just a second. Folks, we're out of time for hour one. We got more coming up. Should be seeing Mike right, Shower here in just a moment. Hour two, dead ahead, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Linda asked the question, who are Alaskans for better elections? Well, that's Scott Kendall's group. Scott Kendall, remember, chief of staff for Bill Walker and part of the Murkowski campaign and the lawyer who, uh, anyway, you know who Scott Kendall is. He's the he's the ringleader over there at Alaskans for better elections. Yes. So that's what that is. uh, That's that's what it's all about. Correct. Uh, Art, final thoughts here before I let you go. I see uh, State Senator Showers in the green room as well. Uh, but give me, uh, give me, give me your final thoughts here. I'll give you a, a couple minutes here to kind of clarify or anything we missed or any topic or point that we should have got on that we didn't. You've got the floor here for a couple minutes here, Art. Well, thanks, Mike, Michael, for having me on. It's a privilege to be able to share with Alaskans from all over the all over the state. Uh, about the seriousness of this situation. If we're ever going to elect people that represent a mandate, receive a mandate from Alaskans, if we're ever going to ever elect uh, what we would call a conservative person again, this has to be changed. This is specifically designed to let a six percenter get in office, as we saw in our house race. This uh, we've, we've, We've got to become involved. We've got to ask the why questions all the way through this to understand the the deceit and how we've been played. It's time for us Alaskans just actually get angry at all of the lies we've been fed and say enough is enough. And Alaskans for Honest Elections has put together the, the initiative, the pathway forward to make this change. Um, we are an Alaska organization that is reaching out from Alaska for help all over the United States. Um, We're not an outside group coming to find an Alaskan to be their local hired gun. We are the people. So let's do this together. Let's cross the state over and over again and say no to these outsiders that, that are trying to tell us, what to do, how to redefine our elections and redefine our way of life. So go to alaskansforhonestelections.com, sign up, become a sponsor, tell tell the story of what's happened in Alaska all over the country, all over Alaska. Come and join us, be part of us. Uh, We want all Democrats, all Republicans, whatever, all nonpartisans to be part of this because it's not a partisan issue. Yeah, it's saving our country. It's saving our state. Art, Come be part of us. Art, thank you so much for coming on board and joining us today. We appreciate uh, we appreciate you being part of the show, and uh, we look forward to getting an update here from you in a month or so and see what the, where things go from there. 
Um, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on board and educating us. I appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Alaskans for better, uh, excuse me, alaskansforhonestelections.com is the name of their website, and you can go over there and check it out. Art Mathias, our guest. Thank you, Art. We appreciate you being part of it. Um, the electorate had its way. Uh, Rank choice voting did this. Elector, the electorate had the electorate had its way because people were bamboozled. That's the problem. 26, 27 pages of instructions of what was being changed. I guarantee you nobody read all that. Even I, I got to page 17 and quit reading because I'm like, this is insane. I'm not voting for this. But that's not what they were sold on. They weren't sold on the ranked choice voting. They weren't sold on the jungle primary. They were sold on the dark money aspect of it. They were bamboozled. That's what it is. It's not honest. It's not it's not intellectually honest to say, well, the people voted and the people should have the, the people voted. The people. Well, but the people were bamboozled. They spent millions of dollars. You know, again, like I said, there was probably seven or eight ads that were put out there from the ranked choice voting crowd when this thing was being pitched. And only one of the ads talked specifically about the ranked choice voting component. The rest of the ads were all about dark money. I saw them all. I mean, they're, they're, there's just, you, it's not rocket science. They were bamboozled. So you could say, well, people voted and the electorate had its way. But it's not, not when they were fed misinformation in the beginning. Maybe you should give voters some credit on being smart enough to understand ranked choice voting. Not everybody understands ranked choice voting, Harold. People still calling into this program asking questions about how did how did Lisa Murkowski win with only forty three percent of the vote of the of the uh, people who cast ballots? They don't understand it. They don't understand that some people's votes got counted multiple times and other people's votes got cast out in the first round or the second round. That they didn't get a chance to run to vote in the instant runoff by round three or round four. Be intellectually honest. That might be difficult, but I mean, you could try. You could try. State Senator, God, he looks grumpy this morning. What the actual hell is going on over there? Are you, are you is your, are your hands stuck in the shovel position or something? Is that what you, oh, okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's, this time. It's, 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 what's happening, my friend? What's going on? What, uh, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Are you are we live? Can they hear me? They can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Forget about it. You're always live. Am I grumpy? I was just reading and listening to you bloviate. I believe that was a uh, term Whoa. years ago. Whoa, bloviate. That sounds that's a big word. I was just sitting here focusing on the words and reading my daily news of how wonderful things are. <laughs> it's all so good. My, Christmas cup of coffee. I know. I need that. I didn't get any coffee this morning, and I'm regretting it every moment. Are you ready to dive into this, my friend, for the shower hour of power? Are you ready for that? I'm as ready as I shall ever be. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad, and we're going to dive into it. Are you ready for next week? Next week's going to be exciting because next week is the uh, no politics we're just going to riff about christmas and movies and memories and history and oh he's ready already he doesn't even want to talk about politics today i can tell um all right well mike we'll have you tackle this rank choice voting thing here in the very beginning and we'll come back to that don't go anywhere i'm going to put you back in the green room and uh pull the camera down i can see too much of to the top of your head we're going to be back here in a moment the michael duke show common sense radio
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com, where you'll find uh, links to the audio-only live stream. You'll find links to the social media sites where we simulcast the radio show. That's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And, of course, and, of course, you'll also find links to the podcast, which is available. Podcast. Tune in radio, CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Cat, Google, Google Podcasts, and of course Spotify. That's my favorite, Spotify. I listen to most of my podcasts on Spotify these days. Um, anyway, you can find links to all that stuff and uh and be looking forward to that new revamp of the website, which is coming over the Christmas holidays. It's one of the things that are on my to-do list. Come the new year, we're gonna have a brand new website where we'll have actually a web store open where you can buy beard curler coffee and t-shirts and mugs and everything else. It's gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. It's gonna be I, in fact the website's done. I've just got to integrate all the store stuff into it and it's uh, ready to go. It's a it's it's a pretty looking website. It's I'm pretty proud of it. Pretty proud of it. Um it's a little bit of housekeeping here. We're about to jump into it with State Senator Mike Shower for the shower hour. Of power. But before I do that, I want to remind you that tomorrow starts the five days of Christmas. Now you're like, Dukes, what the hell? It's like 11 days till Christmas. How could it be the five days? It's the five business days of my world till Christmas because starting tomorrow, Thursday, we're going to be giving away every day a bivy stick. Yep, that's right. A bivy stick will be given away one per day, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So five days of giving away the bivy stick, which is the little satellite community. You hook it to your phone, and no matter where you are in the world, you can send text messages, you can send emails, you could check your location. If you've got friends who've got bivy sticks and you're all you know, hunting, fishing, traveling, trapping, snow machining, kayaking, whatever, you could see where everybody is with group track. Right. You can put the whole group together and, uh, oh, he's just over the other ridge. I just got to go over the other ridge and get him or he's got a moose down over here. At, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if you're two miles away and you shoot a moose and, and, and your hunting partner is again two miles away and you go, all right, I got it down and I'm over here. And he gets your pin and he's able to come right over to you and help you, you know, gut and quarter and clean that moose. I mean, or my snow machine's stuck, come help me get out. I mean, kind of thing. That's kind of the what Bivy Stick does. Now, it does, you don't have to be an outdoorsman. I carry mine in my coat pocket and in the glove box of my car. So when I'm traveling between Fairbanks and Anchorage or, or uh, Wasilla and Homer, there's some spots in there where there's no cell signal. And having a Bivy Stick means that I can be in contact all the time, anytime, right now. 
It's it's cool stuff. So if you want to get a chance to win a free bivy stick, you got to go over to my website, michaeldukeshow.com, and get signed up to win. Just look for the Satellite West logo with all the Christmas lights. Or the, there's a little descriptor right there at the top of the page where you can get signed up to win. You can't win if you don't sign up. And right now there's like a hundred and just just over a hundred, I think, applicants uh, or signups uh, on the thing. So you got a pretty good chance. You got a twenty percent chance of winning a bivy stick right now if you sign up. Uh, you know, if you're one of a hundred, I got five of them. So you got a one in twenty chance of winning. Go check it out um, over there at MichaelDukeShow.com. Oh, and the folks at Bivy heard about it. We were doing the the giveaway. Because uh, we were doing this on our own, courtesy of the radio stations and and Satellite West and the Michael Duke Show, and they said we'll sweeten the pot. Now you don't have to activate the, you don't have to buy the subscription for the Bivy. That's how it, it has. You have to eventually get one to get it to work. Um, but you could go month to month. You don't have to buy a year plan or anything else. But they said, look, if they sign up for the industrial plan, which is a, a one-year plan, a one-year, two-year, or three-year plan, we will go ahead and we will throw, we will sweeten the pot. So if you buy a 12-month plan, you get three months for free, three months of service for free. You buy a 24-month plan, you get four months for free. If you buy a 36-month plan, you get six months, half a year for free. You got to activate that to get those deals. You got to activate the unit by the end of the year. But that's what Bivy is throwing into the ring, and we appreciate them for doing that. All right. <clears throat> that being said, it's time to get uh, to get things going on with our friend uh, Mike Shower, State Senator Mike Shower, who joins us this morning to discuss all things. Um, I don't know, state, logistically, whatever. I mean, isn't this a cool thing, Mike? Doesn't everybody need one of these? Don't you need one of these? I mean, this is kind of cool. Anywhere in the world, Mike, you can you can use it. You can do it. Anywhere in the world, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be something, wouldn't it? That'd be cool, man. Tether your phone to that, and anywhere in the world you can uh, send a text message or send an email or do whatever. It's kind of a, kind of a cool deal. I'm just find me in China. You can find, it's right. It can find you in China. It can find you anywhere, anywhere you want to be. Um, all right. Mike Schauer uh, joins us, our guest, state senator from District O. Almost forgot. O. O. Oh, almost said E, almost said E, almost. It's hard to break 10 years worth of uh, habit force there. Um, And so uh, we're just going to kick things off uh, here this morning. Um, Mike, next week, I know you want to shed the political skin so bad for because we're coming up on Christmas and I'm with you. I'm ready to quit talking about politics right now. But I promised the people that I would only do it for three days next week because I got guests, I got things going on, and they still deserve to be able to talk about the political things of the day. So we just finished up with Art Mathias from Alaskans for Honest Elections. We're talking about the ranked choice voting. So here's the question. Um, Was this legitimately passed? Was ranked choice voting legitimately passed by the voters or were they bamboozled? I guess is my question. In your in your humble opinion, it's just the opinion of one man does not represent the opinion of constituencies or other senators or anything. Tell me what your thoughts are on the repeal of ranked choice voting and uh, whether or not folks were sold a bill of goods. Just well, you and I, I mean, you know the answer. We've talked about it before for the last couple of years. I think it was pretty clear. When you look at how they sold it, Mike, it was disingenuous. It was the big lie. Every commercial was about dark money, you know, and I always make the joke of lightning and thunder in the background. You should have had the big haunted house up there, 
dark money, Alaska, come on, get it out of the state. And that's really what they focused on. And I think most people that looked at that when you really, really paid attention to it, they thought they were really voting to get rid of dark money. There was some stuff about this ranked choice voting thing, whatever. It wasn't highlighted. They didn't. I'll tell you right now, Mike, if they had been honest in their um, sell job, for lack of a better term, of what it was and what it brought, had they put out, say, for example, their little examples of what it would look like like when you were voting, whether you were voting for a salmon or a halibut or a, a, a pink whatever, uh, it would have failed and it would have failed miserably. They knew that, which is why they didn't focus on the ranked choice voting, the jungle primary, how for some people it would be confusing. They didn't focus on data from across the country that shows it actually suppresses votes, that minorities, English as a second language speakers, the elderly, and those with less than a high school education have their votes tossed out sometimes as high as 25 to 30% because they get it wrong. And we saw and that too. By, by the way, we saw that. We remember did. in that first special primary back in June, we saw what upwards of 20% of the votes getting tossed. Well, and then how, how many people voted in this election? One of the lowest turnouts we've ever had. It goes right in line with the data, Mike. We predicted this. We've been talking about it. And of course the left pundits and others and, and their infinite wisdom and Alaskans for better elections and Scott Kendall and the rest of them, you know, crowed about it. But it did exactly what we predicted it would do. It's going to suppress the votes. It's going to be complicated and, and hard for some people to understand. Not all. I mean, is it really? I mean, let's listen to your conversation. Is it really, you know, rocket science? No, it's not. But for some people, it is difficult to understand. And if English is your second language or your education level is low or you don't spend all day thinking about politics and staring at this stuff and you show up at the ballot box and go, what the heck is this thing? Well, of course, it's not easy to fill out. Um, and if you're at home and you get it and, you know, and you just try to fill it out on your own, you look at that example and go, what the heck is this? A lot of people just toss it. Say, I'm done. it. I don't want to participate. And the data from across the nation and ranked choice voting shows that over time it gets worse, not better. People just give up and say, I don't want any part of it. Not only does my vote not count, I don't, I'm not going to vote for that person and this person and that person. I don't know where my vote's really going to go because of the algorithms. It's not a good deal, Mike. It really isn't one person, one vote. It wasn't sold to us that way. I think if you took a vote today on ranked choice voting and set, and had a ballot and everybody said vote today whether to keep it or not, it would it would be crushed. Uh, they'd be gone. Not even a question. So yes, it was sold on a lie to people. It is not, no, it is not the most confusing thing in the world. But for your average citizen that doesn't think about it and look at it all day long, it is complicated. It, it hurts certain groups, very vulnerable groups, the most. That some Democrats and and people on the left and. The rest that that say, oh, we, we got to take care of these groups. There are vulnerable groups where you're the ones suppressing their doggone vote because you gave them a system that's hard for some folks to understand. And so when you add all those things in the aggregate, I think it is a terrible system that way. Is the two-party system we kind of have now, Republican and Democrat, the best thing in the world? Nope. Nope. But I don't know, but I'm, I am confident that ranked choice voting in the jungle primary is not the best answer either based right. on the data we've seen and with that. So. Am I behind the effort and would I like to see us repeal it as a state? Yes, I would. Um, I am cautious of groups that are coming out and doing this right now because I do not want to see this turn into a cult of personality. Um, with your previous guest, I met with a few of them. They asked me weeks ago, like three or four weeks ago. I got a message, hey, we'd like to meet you and talk about the repeal. I'm like, okay, sure, I'm game. I'll meet with anybody, talk with anybody. And uh uh, we had that, that meeting. There was three people there. Michelle and I went and chatted and, and didn't know two of the three of them. And uh, 
So we had that. And I told him, so look, I'm a little cautious about this. I'm not going to watch this turn into a cult of personality. And within a couple of days, you know, Sarah Palin was down there signing. Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm number one. First one to sign it. And I'm like, if this becomes about Sarah Palin or any other candidate or person, Mike, I don't care who it is, then I'm not going to be a part of that effort. This is about repealing ranked choice voting, which I think is best for Alaska. It's best for Alaskans. And if you're not in this to do what is right for this state, then I'm not going to be a part of your effort because there's three, four or five different groups that are working on this right now. And if we're going to win this issue, if we are going to do what is best for the people of this state and make it easier for them to vote um, and make sure it's one person, one vote accounts, then Mike, this has to be all hands on deck. Everybody on the same ship going same way, same day. This cannot be a, oh, I'm doing this because I want to get my candidate elected or I want to be in the spotlight. I'll, I'll, I will resist that. This is about doing the right thing. Uh, and that's it, period, dot. And well, I want to see all these groups come together at the end in one unified push, because that's what it's going to take, Mike. Right. You think for one second, the left is not going to spend tens of millions of dollars to keep ranked choice voting. They just saw their pet project in the cheap date. That's Alaska. That's easy to spend a couple million bucks that cost them 150 or 250 million in California to do this. Right. Of course, they're going to try to keep it. Well, that's going to let the word get out that it's a terrible thing. And that's where I was going, because this this is not just Alaska. This has national ramifications. You can see what's going on. They're showing Alaska saying, look, Alaska, look what a glorious example of why this works so well and yada, 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 yada. This has got national implications and we need we need to not let it fall into the cult of personality, not because the pet project of somebody, that this is an issue that has ramifications for generations to come if we don't take care of this in the proper way. Uh, and once it gets a foothold and a toehold, it's going to become much harder, ex, you know, exponentially harder to repeal if we let this go on for two or three or four or five years. We've got to nip it in the bud now, but we've got to keep it We've got to keep front sight focused on what is important here, which is the one person, one vote, not get into the cult of personality and everything else. Concur. And you remember we talked about SB 91, the repeal. Now, again, you know, people like Shelly Hughes and I, and we may talk about that, you know, being our, our reputations are being trashed by this, uh, you know, socialist coalition thing going on in the Senate by people that were angry that we were talking about them on the radio while they've been trashing us for months and months here, which I think is really just a sweet irony to watch them do that to us repeatedly, including people up here in the Matsu, at least one. And, but Shelly and I were part of the effort to repeal SB 91, working with Willikowski and others, which, you know, even though we don't work well with people, it's the very first year I was there, we actually got that done and repealed it. But the reason I say that, Mike, is this. SB 91 was brought into the state under the same guys, the former governor and Dean Williams, the commissioner of the Department of Corrections, took, when he got basically let go when Dunleavy got hired or uh, elected, that guy went down to Colorado. And I've spent time talking on your program before, so I won't go back down that path. But here's the point. The Pew Research Center and others looked and said, Alaska is a cheap date. We can get this soft on crime approach thing here done in Alaska for a couple million bucks. And they did and passed it on another big lie. Oh, it's going to reduce recidivism. It's going to reduce crime. It's going to save the state money. Instead, we became number one in virtually every criminal category in the nation. It was a terrible idea. It was the catch and release program. This is not the first time this has been done in Alaska, Mike. This isn't this wasn't about what's best for Alaska. This is about selling a program and using Alaska as the example to take this across the nation and other states. Ranked choice voting was designed to turn red states to purple to blue. Period. Right. Yeah. It was. And 
So was SB 91 designed to go out and sell it to other states because that guy's in Colorado trying to do it right now. They have their own version of SB 91. So this is a, we are a test case, Mike, because we're cheap. And There's again, people and a few million bucks goes a long way up there, and that's what it is. And you're going to see it. it. You're going to see it spread to the smaller uh, population states. That's why you see, you know, Wyoming and Nevada and some of these other places where they're they're playing with this right now, because they don't have the big California sized population centers, and they want to get it in the cheap date states first. Uh, and it gives them more momentum to push this wherever it goes. And I think that is that's a huge Simple. that's a huge component like i said national implications mike showers our guest state senator for district O. the shower hour of power continues just because i like saying that that's why it continues because i like saying that it sounds fun we got more coming up we'll return in just a moment the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. I am so sore right now. I have kids, right? So they're the ones that normally do all the shoveling, but my two boys are both sick as dogs and my daughter's had to go. So I'm out there in the driveway yesterday shoveling three foot of snow by myself uh, until I finally got the girls. The girls came out and helped me, but oh man, I am so sore today. And now they're saying another 10 to 12 inches, six to 12 inches or whatever it is of snow and uh, I mean, I want a white Christmas, Mike, but could you please put in a word with a big man to sell it to stop? Because I don't, I don't, at one point the white Christmas becomes an, I don't know, ouch Christmas because I can't hardly move now. Anyway, how are you been surviving snowpocalypse 2022? I don't think I'm going to ask the big man for anything because every time I ask him for a little bit of something, I get more than I bargain for, like get a little more involved in my, you know, what's happening in my state and look at me now. I'm like, yeah. this was not my plan. Lord, so please help me help make a difference. With that. I can see that. Lord, please help me help make a difference. Oh, what have, what have, why have thou forsaken me? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> so, so I don't think I'm going to ask him that, but like you, um, sore, a lot of shoveling. Um, I've actually... You know, I got a little ATV at the plow. It's, you know, for all the years up here, we've been here. It was always been fine. I remember, I want to say it was like 1995, I think, was like one of the worst snow years ever in Anchorage. It was like, you know, 38 feet or something. We lived in Eagle River. And, uh, you know, we had to, you know, I was like shoveling snow. Like, I mean, like berms along the driveway were so high. I was throwing it into the top. And, you know, you couldn't even see over the top. They're like 10 feet high. Um, we're starting to feel like that. I had a neighbor here that's got a little bobcat with a, with a plow or, you know, a bucket on the front. I got to tell you, brother, if it wasn't for that guy, I'd be screwed right now. I don't know where I'd even put the snow. There's been so much. Like, there's no room to put it. Our our road, we haven't yeah. even, well, we finally got plowed yesterday. But it's only like eight feet wide. You know, like one guy went, rammed through the pickup truck. And uh, my neighbor came and said, hey, you need some help? Like, yeah. I said, I can't move the the, the plow, you know, the, the snow with my plow. It's too too much. So I'm just, I can't get there. So, I mean, I was like, I've never seen it like that. Um, where I couldn't even ATV, you know, use the plow. Hush. 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 
Come over here. Come here. Quit that. Doggy. No. Uh, it, yeah, it, I don't know what to do. I've been plowing like crazy, and I'm, I'm just running yeah. out of room. So I've had a neighbor, the bobcat, helping me, and it's been like, ooh. And then, like you said, you like more snow? Really? Yeah, I know. Oh. And rain. And rain, they're saying. It's supposed to be right at freezing, so we're supposed to get freezing rain. That's going to be perfect. I, it was funny because, I mean, I live down here. The layer of spice on top of it. Perfect. Yeah. I live here uh, up down off KGB, and uh, the whole subdivision – uh, they plowed the main road, apparently, into the subdivision, but this whole street and area and both cul-de-sacs on both ends of the road, nobody could move out of here for, like, two days. They finally showed up yesterday afternoon about 2 o'clock with a plow to get us out, but there was two and a half, three feet of snow on the road. I mean, you could shovel your driveway all day long. You ain't getting out anywhere, you know. Even I tried to take the Jeep out there, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Drove it back nope. up in the driveway, you know. It's just, yep. uh, it's just too much, so... But I guess anyway, this is hashtag first world problems being stuck at home, having to work from home, I guess, is the is the first world problems, right? Yes, it is a first world problem. Um, that is one of those issues I had to laugh on. There's always these little first world problems, but I'm, I'm very careful uh, about what's going on and complain too much because somebody's always got it worse, right? So Right, exactly. Well, we're going to do it. And then next week, you and I are both already looking forward to it. We're going to talk. Christmas memories, movies, uh, 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 music, uh, recipes, favorite idea. I don't know. We're just, I don't, I don't even care, man. I just want to hang I out. I know. I love it. Man. I just, I just want to hang out. Every times of the year. Yeah. I just want to hang out. Uh, Chris on the chat room just said, my dogs are still barking because of Mike's dogs barking on the radio. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just triggered everybody. You jumped know? up and started barking. I might even know what. Yeah, the whole community. Probably the moose that are walking through my yard right now. But oh man, it is. It is. It is crazy. Okay. Um, Thirty seconds out, Mike. I think we've pretty much hit the rank. Cho- what do you want to talk about? What do you, you want to talk more about? Uh, majority. You want to talk about the upcoming session. You want to talk about things that you want to focus on. What do you want to talk about here? Give me. <laughs> We can. There's your ding. But I will tell you, we'll, we'll wait and talk about the radio, but I found a little juicy piece of intel that I did not know about our former Division of Elections director and, and a relationship with somebody that was directly involved with a lot of nefarious stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. Hold the line. Oh, it's me. Okay, uh, we're back with Mike Shower. I rudely cut him off because he said, oh, there's the ding, but I've got to tell you something. And then, you know. Oh, I thought I had 30 seconds. No, it's 10, se- 10 seconds. When you got when you hear the ding, it's 10 seconds. But you're going to, you're going to. Yeah, that's good to know. You know, okay. Well, it's, it's all, it's all things. Um, okay. I could tell you two minutes and you'd be like, fine, let me read War and Peace to you here. Uh Mike Shower. I can do that in two minutes, by the way. I talk fast. You know it. <laughs> Mike Mike Shower, our guest. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense. If you can tell, we're getting we're we all have well, Shower and I specifically, we have short timers. It's like that Christmas season and we're both like, yeah, we're ready right now. Uh mm-hmm. don't for uh don't forget, by the way, uh to go get signed up uh for your bivy stick. Don't forget, Shower, to go sign up for your bivy stick. Um, MichaelDukeShow.com, you get a chance to win. I'm giving them away starting tomorrow morning. Five days. Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. In fact, Shower, you get the last word. I I just realized that. You get the last word on the year next week. 
Because really? Wednesday's my final day of broadcast, and you're going to be my final guest for the final hour, for the final day of broadcast for 2022. So wow. you better think of something profound and thought-provoking to say next week. Okay. I'll do my best. Just Come think, up with a quote. Just, just think about that. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, change it. We were just talking about ranked choice voting. It's a hot mess. Most of us don't like it. Some of you are in love with it. I don't know why, but it is what it is. Um, and uh, But you uh, you were just telling me before I so rudely interrupted you that there's been some information that's come out from the division of elections and some there's some you get some juicy gossip for us or something. What are you what are, what are we talking about here? It's just a little piece of information, but I thought it was really fascinating because when you see things that happen and, and sometimes the whole mosaic isn't isn't available to you. You know, you're so close to the picture, you only see a little part of it. And then little pieces fall in place over time. And he said, you know, I've been looking at the election system, working on things for four years now. And so ran into somebody, and I won't use names and all that, but to protect the innocent, I feel like it's Dragnet, right? Um, the names, you know, have been changed to protect the innocent. Uh, and this person who's very involved around politics and stuff in the state for a long time, uh, told me a little something I didn't know because we we're discussing that uh, the announcement had not quite come out yet, that, but that uh, Gail Fanami, I had decided to retire um, and go and do something else. And this person said, well, did you know that uh, Gail Fanami and Scott Kendall had each other on speed dial? And they talked all the time. And I said, really? That's rather fascinating. Consider that Scott Kendall has got his fingerprints on just about everything that has to do with uh something like ranked choice voting or suing the Dunleavy administration or the China gas deal or taking the PFD or just about anything else that was going on. Uh, you know, if it's got to, you know, look for that name, bottom line. And when he told me that, I'm like, that kind of makes sense. You know, you see what's been going on, division of elections, ranked choice voting, automatic voter registration, getting obstacles at every turn with the previous lieutenant governor. And then to find out that guy who was, rifled through the previous administration, had our division of election director on speed dial and talked all the time was just one more of those little things that kind of fell into place. And I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. That's it. That, that's something that does make a lot of sense. Uh, a little uh, a little spooky, uh, a little spooky. Uh, speaking of division. Yeah. Speaking of division of elections and everything else, um, I know that we talked ad nauseum earlier this year about the special report from the inspector general's office or from the OMB uh, uh, on the division of elections uh, that uh, Kelly Shabaka had told you about and that you have requested and you tried for a year to get this special report out, but you were being stonewalled by Fanumiai and the lieutenant governor and everything else. Um, any hope that we're actually going to see what that uh, report looks like uh, now that the lieutenant governor's changed and Fanumiai is gone and everything else? What uh, what say you? I mean, is any anything you want to tease us with here? Well, I will certainly tell you that I will get no help from the Senate. Uh, I've heard a lot of interesting names of this new coalition. You know, the Socialist Coalition, the the Purple Coalition, all kinds of interesting names, but there's no doubt that I will get no help from them in this matter because uh, too many of them seem to think it's a-okay and there's nothing wrong with it. Of course, it helps some of them get elected. So they're going to fight any repeal of it, which is why I said the legislature will do squat on it. That being said, 
as you know, the previous Senate president, um, you know, the one we currently have, refused to ever sign the subpoena for me, even though I asked him multiple times. And he's tried to tell people since then that I, I didn't, you know, follow up or didn't want it, which is absolutely untrue. I've asked for it, never taken that back. Um, the previous lieutenant governor um, refused after I was told very clearly by multiple people, including the former commissioner, that it was made for public consumption. You know all this because we've said it. Bottom line is to not go down that path again and waste time on it is that I am going to ask the lieutenant governor, current one, who is now sworn in um, for that report. That report was um, done with public money, Mike, for the public record. It is something that the public deserves to see. And the reality is, which is why this was so vexing and troubling for me, is that that report, I believe, probably had, and I've got enough of it now from people telling me bits and pieces that have seen it, that it had some things that made the lieutenant governor look bad, the previous one. Things that he was told to do or recommended, I guess, to do that he didn't do, and then those things happened, so it had been egg on his face. Whatever, dude, that's your legacy. You should suck it up. If there's a problem, the right thing to do, Mike, would have been, you know what, folks, we read this report or we had this report commissioned. It said some things on it. Even if things happened and they didn't do them, they could say, oops, we should have done that. Look, here's issues. And when you do it like that transparently, Mike, people, um, they tend to trust you. And when you hide reports and things happen, they don't trust you. Right. And there is an all time low in this nation of people trusting their government because of stuff like this, where everybody knows this report exists. Everybody knows it. And everybody knows it's got pages of information that show things that we could have done or should have done better or different to tighten up our election system. Former Commissioner Shibaka has said that on the record in my committee. So I am hoping that the new lieutenant governor once sees that because she wasn't aware um, that it had existed and it wasn't her job before, will see that report, will release that report to me, and we will finally see those three pages three and a half pages of redacted, every piece of it redacted, blacked out, um, 18 recommendations. Because, you know, Mike, wouldn't it be nice to have that resource available as a, an elected official to go, oh, look, we were on the right path on a couple of these things we were trying to do. Nope, this is, right. this is fine. Don't mess with that. But, oh, here's these recommendations that say you should do X, Y, Z. It would be very helpful in doing my job. So, right. I'm hoping that Lieutenant Governor Dahlstrom will see that report and finally release it and stop playing those ridiculous games that the previous Lieutenant Governor was playing and would not release that report. And I wish the governor would have done that too. It's not his job and it's not his lane. And I grant that, but I wish Mike would have just taken the doggone report and just said, here, take it and let's fix this thing. Right. So, you know, maybe Mike will do that too now. I don't know. There was a lot of obfuscation and uh, um, obstacles put in our path. Um, for the previous four years. So we'll see. That's a long answer to your short question, but it continues to vex, I think, a lot of people. Yeah. And like I told you, it drives a mistrust of government. Well, again, people won't tell you something's wrong. Yeah, especially when it was a report that was, you know, that used public funds to create and was specifically made to give to the public as a review of what's going on in the division of elections, especially in light of all the angst in the over the last uh, couple, three, four years about elections and election integrity and everything else. Uh, I mean, I think that this report should have, I mean, why, why hide it, you know, kind of thing. But it makes more sense if there are things in there that are damaging or embarrassing to the former lieutenant governor. I could definitely see that. Uh, speaking of the division of elections and uh, Lieutenant Governor Dahlstrom, um, any word on um, 
who may be tapped to replace um, Fanumii at this point? Have you heard anything or anything going on from there? I've just heard rumors of names, so I won't go down that path yet because that's all literally just rumors and not confirmed. So I don't want to drive speculation on that until, you know, maybe I start hearing it from multiple sources, but I'm sure that Nancy is considering, you know, a host of names um, because there's, uh, you know, quite a few people that I'm sure would love to have a government job. <laughs> Good sure. one if you can get it right. <clears throat> um, well, but I, I hope that Nancy will pick very carefully because what we need here is somebody that's going to be willing to go in and look at it. I think the previous administration, and when I say that, I mean, Lieutenant Governor and, and Director um, have said so many times, everything's fine, nothing to see here that... Um, I think you need somebody that's willing to say, hey, maybe we do have some problems because then you'll have somebody willing to actually look at it and fix them. When the people in charge of it say there's absolutely nothing wrong, when we have data that shows otherwise, well, you're not going to get anything done. And guess what happened in the last four years? We got sure. absolutely nothing done in elections. You know, I had to enlist the help of three Democrats, you know, at the end of this last session just to try to move that that bill across the line that had, you know, a whole bunch of good things in it. And you know, it had a few things the Democrats wanted, but that's called compromise, Mike. I mean, it was that or nothing. You know, and we need to desperately clean up the roles. And the reality was the bill that we were going to get across the line would have cleaned up the roles. And that was one of the most important things we can do. So, you know, you take what you can get. But uh, it's it's crystal clear, I think, to myself, you and, and anybody else paying attention that absolutely nothing is going to get through this this Senate um, regarding uh, election integrity efforts, this, uh, this go around. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, repeal ranked choice voting is going to have to be done by the people. You know, it's funny. I watched a, uh, my staff sent it to me, I guess it was off of, I believe it was off of Twitter. Um, cause Twitter has been fascinating and we could spend a minute or two talking <laughs> about that, right. Watching what's happening here. This is just amazing to have it finally confirmed when I had, you know, I'd say, well, look, my, I've been suppressed on Facebook. I can tell I used to get sometimes thousands of views on my videos that I put out like Facebook lives and now a couple hundred, if I'm lucky. Everyone, well, they're just not watching me. I don't think that's true. And then they say, well, you just don't understand how it works. I don't think that's true either. So I'd have the leftist trolls on there always tell me, oh, there's no, there's no conservative suppression, you know? Oh, really? Take a look at it. Mike, I have seen dozens of people in the last few weeks on Twitter show up again that I have friends with or that I was watching or following years ago. They've been gone for years. All of a sudden, within weeks of Elon taking over, bam, all these people are back on Twitter again. They're showing up in my feed. I'm like, yeah, they weren't suppressing. Mm-hmm. Neither is Facebook, right? Blah, blah, blah. Right. They absolutely are. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, so the reality is, is all of a sudden you're seeing these things just kind of take off and, and you're getting a lot of information. And quite frankly, with my cup of coffee and talking about Twitter, I forgot where the heck we started up with that? <laughs> well, we started up with who might be taking over Fanumi's position at the, the Division of Elections. I guess my only hope is is that Scott Kendall's not on the short list, or you know, somebody else said Gabrielle Ledoux or yeah, somebody in there. I don't think you know, he'll be anywhere on that list. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Not like- but that takes us up to the next break because, uh, you know, long answer, short questions uh, kind of thing. Uh, it is Mike Shower after all. We're going to continue here in just a moment. <laughs> the, Mike, the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. One final segment of the Shower Hour of Power is dead ahead. We will continue in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. 
Oh, somebody just said Kelly Shibaka. She'd make an interesting division of elections uh, uh, director. That would be an interesting pick. Um, because, again, she knows where all the bodies are buried. She's the one that wrote that friggin' report so uh, or contributed to it. So it would be an interesting uh, – that would definitely be an interesting pick. I would uh, – I might pay money to see that, uh, just to watch that be the fly on the wall when that kind of stuff uh, happened uh, there. All I can say is I'm sure that name has been suggested. Yeah. No, I mean, sure. Why not? Um, I mean, uh, yeah, that or, an, an, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I want to see some of these people who got ousted uh, continue uh, to to keep working in the system, whether it's Kelly Chewbacca or Nick Baggage or anything else. I, I'd love to see some of those people continue to stay in the uh, in the spotlight, especially for coming up, not only for what they could do inside the system, but for what they could, the name <clears throat> recognition they could then generate coming up into the next election cycle. I would love to see that. Um, all right, Mike. Um, I mean, we could just give you the rant stick for the next segment, uh, unless you got something specifically you want to talk about. Um, I'm I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to 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 uh, to do that. Unless you got a specific topic, feel free to sound off here. Shoot, I don't know, Mike. Like I said, I mean, I think a lot of people, including you, and I, are kind of pivoting to the holiday season. I mean, God, we're all I'm tired so... of politics after the last couple of years. Dude, we're, I'm so sorry. tired of that. I want to have happy times, the snow yeah. apocalypse. I want to think about, you know, we're watching our Christmas movies every night. Yeah. Kind of setting the mind mind frame. We're totally screwed in the Senate in the sense of, you know, as far as a coalition goes, because you got this socialist coalition thing going on. So it's like, well, um, you know, so I've got to, you know, look at alternative paths. As far as how to right. accomplish things, because I'm not giving up, but, you know, hey. Well, it, it's got to be interesting because usually by, you know, at this time, it, this would be a busy, if you, if this was a regular like session with <clears throat> the Republican majority and everything, I mean, you'd be in busy season right now, right? Because you're pre you know, pre-filing bills, getting things ready. you got your staff working, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. But since you guys are basically been, you know, in the closet, so... You know, so that you, you know, here, just you go play with your toys, kids, kind of thing. You, I mean, you got nothing going on. I mean, you don't have anything. You don't have any bills that are going to make it anywhere. There's hardly nothing going. I mean, what, you know, or tell yeah. us, maybe I'm wrong. Tell me, am I wrong? I mean, kind of. I mean, we're still pre filing everything we worked on and, and adding a few things to it. Well, we probably won't get much love in the Senate. There's a dual purpose for that. Number one is to hand stuff off to, to the House hoping the House will organize with Republicans and be able to move some things and push it. You know, there's a lot of discussions going on, you know, in back channels for things to happen, Mike, including working with the administration, because hopefully we've got a more friendly, and I say more friendly in the sense of having a good relationship with the governor, but, you know, with the lieutenant governor and election stuff, as I've told you, things that can be done in policy and regulation that don't require um, statutory change. Because um, the big ones you need, you know, like repealing the automatic voter registration on the PFD and the ranked choice voting jungle primary, that's got to happen with statute change. But a lot of stuff, as we discovered, so doesn't have to happen with statute. So, you know, I'm not exactly quiet. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just not in the coalition, you know, the purple coalition that's <clears throat> yeah. going on. So that doesn't mean I'm not active. It doesn't mean there's not a ton of stuff going on. Oh, that's what it was. And we'll talk about it on the radio. I remember... What I was going to tell you is, you know, about, and I'll wait until we're back on the radio. Okay. Uh, well, don't forget um, it. It is. There's, there's still like lots to do and there's lots of ways to attack a problem just because they've, you know, booted us out because of the, they can't 
you know, forget the past of things that have happened as if they didn't do anything to us, right? It's always our fault, which I think is fascinating, including the other senator up here continues to spread that around the valley, that it's all our fault. I'm like, yeah, they're all perfect angels. You're right. Yep, that's it. Definitely two out of 20 screwed it all up for everybody. That guy. Noted. That guy's he's right. not, I think he's already decided he's not running again. So I mean it it yeah. Well the the point of it, Mike, is that you know, they say that we're the ones that were causing the trouble, but they've been uh -huh. tr like I said, been trashing us for months and saying we're untrustworthy. I'm like, really? Holy cow, tell me what I've lied about. Tell me what I have gone back on my word on. Nothing. This is all about power. This is the power grab of the binding caucus. I mean, I know what it is. It's a big, big deal. Point is, lots of things to be done. It's just still going to happen more in the shadows, and I'll work from the shadows this time. Sometimes you can be more effective. Watch Lyman Hoffman. As much as that guy does whatever, you know, with, with right. things, um, he's very effective. He never files bills. He always works in the shadows. You can learn from people even <laughs> if you don't agree with them, right, <laughs> on a lot of issues or, you know, are at odds. So I take yeah. notes and yeah. watch. And there's lots of things to be done, um, especially if the House organizes, hopefully, with Republicans, and we're going to have a lot more of a hammer than people think we are. And by the way, like I said, if those Republicans might think that they're going to get stuff done with nine Democrats controlling the Senate, which some of them try to say, well, it takes 11 votes. I'm like, how are you going to get them with your nine Democrats? Right. There's some yeah. times for these things, Mike, they're still going to need the three of us. Ain't that going to be interesting? Uh, that's going to be definitely interesting. Uh, but you just reminded me, have you ever seen what we do in the shadows? I don't think so. You should go. I mean, because you were just talking about working from the shadows and stuff like that. If you want a, if you want a good laugh, uh, just... Just go watch what we do in the shadows. It's hysterical. 10 seconds. I'm not allowed to talk. I know. I'm done. It, it's, you're done. You're done. All right. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Here we go. Like and share. Like and share. So Mike Shower is our guest, the final political version of the Shower Hour of Power. Next week, Mike's going to get the final word on the year uh, because we're going to have Mike Shower be our guest next next Wednesday for the final hour of broadcast for the year. And uh, that should be fun. That should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but meanwhile, during the break, he had a brain stroke or brain fl flash bulb, light bulb. He remembered something he was going to tell us, but then he's like, no, I'll tell you when we get back on the air. Uh, so hopefully he's remembered it. I mean, he is a geriatric, I so I just want to make sure that he's all good. He can remember. What, what exactly were you going to share with us, Mike? I forgot already. Yeah, I'm younger than you, pal. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, what it was is, you know, you talk about this coalition, this kind of, again, I'm, I'm not sure what word I'm going to use to describe it yet. I'm just watching people talk about online, you know, socialist coalition, some name that's going to stick for what they've done here um, is, you know, they're supposed to, because, you know, it's funny how, you know, they think, oh, we're, we're going to keep everything in the dark and we're going to keep it all secret meetings behind closed doors. I'm like, oh, give me a break. I have my intel sources too. I find out all kinds of stuff, including other people's constituents sending me texts and emails and all this stuff. We get plenty of information, but one of their agreements and their binding caucus, because that's, oh, by the way, folks, that's what they're trying to tell people. Now, well, we don't have a binding caucus. I'm like, yes, you do. Stop lying about it, because Bert Stebbins would never do this without a binding caucus. And that's not speaking ill of anybody. 
I just know that's one of his demands. He has to have that binding caucus because that's what makes the process so smooth. It doesn't make it better. It just makes it smooth, right? Because then they can get their votes and they don't have to worry about it. So I know for a fact they have that. They're trying to tell you they don't. But one of their issues was, well, we're not going to do divisive social issues as a coalition, right? Because that would be fascinating to watch that with that group, right? However, there was a House representative elect up here in the Valley having a conversation on Twitty with Twitty, Twitty, Twitter, Twitty, <laughs> tweeting um, with uh, a senator elect from Anchorage. And, you know, in the thread there back and forth, it's like, well, you know, we're not, we agreed, we're not going to talk about, or we're not going to push, you know, divisive social issues. But then they went on to discuss how, you know, um, changing the constitution of the state of Alaska so that you could strip out the language of marriages between a man and a woman and therefore make homosexual marriages legal was the conversation. And the, and the, the Republican rep from up here is like, well, do you have the votes? Well, I don't know. He's like, well, you should just file it. And he's like, well, I think I will basically is the gist of it. And I go, huh. So Wait, we're so not even done with December. And they're already talking in this coalition, one of the members, at least, and I'm sure there'll be others about changing the, you know, filing something to change the constitution for uh, allowing and pushing a, what would be a very divisive social issue of homosexual marriage in the state of Alaska when we can't even get something that, which by the way, affects a tiny portion of the state, right? Just a few, you know, people, mm -hmm. relatively speaking, but we can't pass a constitutional change to our current constitutional spending cap that affects all of Alaska and our economy and every single person and our kids and our grandkids. And we can't um, look at putting the PFD locked away somehow. So we quit fighting about, but so that's going to be the issue, right? Is that we can't do those big things, but yet now they're already talking about, oh, well, we need to look at changing the constitution for, I'm like, and so it begins. Yeah, and so, go, and right? so it begins. I, I can already tell you what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the walrus caucus, blah, 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 the walrus caucus, because, you know, uh, because, you know, for reasons. That was just BS. I mean, there, there's some reasons why we're going to call it the Walrus Caucus. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it here on the show. Uh, you could call it whatever you want, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm just actually repeating what I'm hearing words, Mike. Like I said, that, uh, Senator Hughes, Myers, and I are just going to be like the Senate Minority Republican Conservative Caucus or something or whatever, because we're not going to be a, a recognized minority. As I've said before, they have become so malicious in their actions towards the three of us that you know, and I know to give Bill Willikowski credit, I, I know I heard through the grapevine he was asking to say, just give him minority status, guys. You know, actually, when you think about it, he's being very savvy politically, right? Because things change, right? Two years from now, four years can now can be very different. And you got a guy that's coming in and saying, hey, um, uh, well, what if in two years, all of a sudden, some of you guys get kicked out and new ones come in? Then we get treated like crap if we treat them like crap, right? People have right, memories. Right. So it was actually savvy in his part. What does it hurt us to give them minority status so they can have a press person, a, you know, a few extra points? You know, they can we, basically, wh why would we screw them over, right? But there are just a handful of people that are so want to put the screws to us so hard that they won't even give us that. But uh, Senator Hughes went back and looked in history and, and some of those minority caucuses, like the head Coghill and Geisel in it, believe it or not, they were in like a minority caucus support. They recognized them off and on different times. So, right. That's kind of where we are at this, but you know, the math is pretty funny to watch, Mike, because there's uh, one of my colleagues, well, my our other colleague from the Matsu is telling people there's still 11, there's 11 Republicans that just won't work with them. And I go, wow, is that just a sin of omission? 
because there's only 11 Republicans total. Right. And if Myers, Hughes, and Shower are three, if I do basic math, that's eight. And out of that eight, three of them are brand new to the Senate, so they can't possibly have a problem working with us because they've never worked with us at all that way. And the, our other colleague from the Senate up here in the Matsu has said he works with us fine, so that's four. So there's seven of the 11 right there. So um, a majority, Mike, should have no problem working together for any relationship issues, which means it's really only a couple. Right, exactly. The Senate Republicans that are causing this issue, and yet it's, oh, it's 11 Republicans can't work. Oh, well, what I really meant was eight. No, that's the Overton window. That's where you say something you know is not true and let it hang out there, but you can apologize for it later, but it makes your argument sound stronger. Yeah. <clears throat> Mike, the whole thing's predicated on a lie. Right. It's not eight Republicans that can't work with the three of us. It's a couple and they're holding the power and I'm sick and tired of it. And because they're talking about us, I feel I'm okay to talk about it, right? We're not supposed to speak ill. We're supposed to be careful, whatever. But it can, since they continue trashing us and saying words like untrustworthy and other stuff behind my back, I don't feel any restriction right. whatsoever to talk about it. And by the way, I'm a minority. And what's a minority supposed to do? We're supposed to throw spears and be the ones, you know, objecting and doing stuff. But, you know, they continue to talk about us, Mike. So I think it's fair game. Yeah, we'll talk absolutely. more when we get to next year, obviously, absolutely. once we get into the session. But well, and I think it is. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think you're missing a great opportunity here. I mean, if we name the if the other one is the uh, if the other one is the walrus caucus, just BS. then we're going to have uh, then you miss a great opportunity if you don't call yourselves the three musketeers. I'm just saying it's a great opportunity. There's three of you all for one, one for all. I mean, I think that's I think I'm just throwing that in the ring as an idea. I think that would be good. The three musketeers. We caucus. will certainly stick together because <laughs> ideologically we have decided as, as painful as it is, Mike, we're going to stick to our principles. I would, I would like to be in the majority. I would like to be affecting things for our district and the state and doing good stuff. But there's personalities here that are so vindictive on this. They're not going to allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're saying things like we're untrustworthy. No, we're not. We haven't lied about a doggone thing. Yeah. We haven't said we're going to do one thing and done something else ever. I haven't at least. And I know, <laughs> you know, the others, as far as I can tell, have not. This is just about power grab. And right. this is their excuse to blame us so they can try to get away with what they're doing. Got right. it. No, Got it. But, yeah. you know, the the reality is, Mike, we're, we're going to stick to our principles. We'll stay together. Somebody suggested the other day, I thought it was pretty funny because <laughs> I love my 80s movies, um, that we should go in with the big sombreros from the Three Amigos when we walk in on day one of the session. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> good. The three of us walk in with the big hats on. And, you know, oh. somebody walked in here with the ugly stick, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, well, and somebody just went a step further for me, Robbie, just in the chat room. She took my three musketeers and she put the Alaska spin on it and it should be the three muskies. Right. I mean, we got the double muskie down in uh, Girdwood. Maybe you guys are the triple muskie, uh, but we know that they're musketeers kind of thing. That would be, I, 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 you know, we got to have some fun with this whole thing. All right. Uh, two minutes, Mike Shower. Two Put a timer on, baby. Two minutes I'm going to give you before we're going to. Yeah. I know it's tough, oh, isn't it? It's seven fifty-eight, and I, I don't stop. Okay, exactly. so, uh, um, it, I don't know, Mike. Geez, there's so many things we can talk about. I mean, they, they've given us so so much, so much. What's the right word here? Material to work with for the next two years. I mean, this is just going to be fun because there's just going to be craziness to watch, and um, you know, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, I would just tell your listeners, don't give up. I mean, it's a lot of the same folks, right? But don't give up on anything. I mean, we'll see how things go. We're going to stick with our principles. We're going to work in the shadows. We're going to work with the governor and the lieutenant governor that hopefully are going to help us out and, and a house that hopefully we'll organize. And, you know, it, sometimes, Mike, as the saying goes, the best 
thing that government can do is do nothing, right? Because what's that old saying that right. the citizens in danger, the citizenry is in danger anytime the legislature is meeting because yeah. you never know. We what can hope do. for gridlock. So gridlock the best is, thing we yeah. do is pass some flat budget, and you know probably the five hundred dollar PFD they're going to deign to give you, which is you know, I'm sure it's going to be some just ridiculously low number, especially when you consider the BSA increases and stuff they're talking about in education and other things. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch. But, you know, I will give a Roger Holland quote again. He's like, is it better to be inside the majority and responsible for the chocolate mess and the dumpster fire or better to be on the outside, you know, and not associated with it? Because this is going to be a chocolate mess. It yeah. Is. Yeah. And no. so, you know. Um, Absolutely. I don't know, Mike. We'll stick to our principles. We'll do the best we can. And we'll we'll focus on rebuilding. Um, this is the NFL. Your team sucks, right? And uh, <laughs> you're going to be in the rebuilding years <laughs> to make your team better. And focus on that in two years and uh, and then work a lot on the initiative and hopefully be able to help the citizen groups come together and, you know, put myself in there somewhere if they need to help or do what I can yep. to uh, um, help make the repeal of ranked choice voting um, a success. Mike, I will say hi to Donna because she texted me this. All hi, right. Donna. It's good to see Mike you. Mike Shower, our guest, the Shower Hour of Power. We're out of time, folks. Don't forget to get signed up for the Bivy Stick over at MichaelDukeShow.com. We'll see you tomorrow with David Boyle talking education. Yeah, no, I mean the Roger Holland, the the Roger Holland uh, uh, quote is uh, is definitely uh, appropriate right now. The whole next year. I wear two pins today. Is going to be is going to be a dumpster fire. That's what it's all about. The the whole the whole the I'm whole. I'm going to miss that guy in the Senate. Yeah. His quotes and his humor, uh, and his no BS approach were um, very refreshing down there. Yeah. And he is going to be sorely missed, in my opinion, because he did. And by the way, all the years, Mike, that they were talking about read by nine and the person that replaced him, that yeah. never happened. Roger was there for two years. His committee, they passed read by nine. Shelley Hughes, him, and others. I mean. Come on, man. I mean, they talk about us not getting anything done. Repeal of SB 91, Shelly and I were some of the biggest players, right? Um, read by Nine Act, it's, that's been needed for a long time up here. Passed under Roger Holland and Shelly pushing it others. I mean, the comprehensive fiscal policy, we, we were this close to getting some of it done. And I had to do that with, with three Democrats helping me get it across the floor. So, you know, Mike, we are actually effective on some things, but, uh, you know, it's there. There's going to be some personalities there that are really missed. And Mia Costello, that's a, that's a big poll, too. I mean, she was just a really gracious, you know, lady, um, you know, really concerned for her constituents. She was a big part of repealing SB 91. Um, you know, we're just we're losing some really good people. And uh, I think you're going to see a, a pretty dysfunctional Senate as far as, you know, things are going to happen. Certainly nothing conservative or Republican wise is going to happen. So, right. Um, for those that are the arguments in Alaska, Republicans undeclares and nonpartisans. Right. So anyways, we'll see. We'll we'll uh, we'll end the diatribe there and we'll have fun next week talking Christmassy stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> somewhere next year. You, we'll get into all the politics. We'll be talking about that a lot. Are you get a chance? Are you are you getting a chance to have some vacation here at the end of the year? Are you relaxing? Or are you? Uh... Uh, we're going to try to go somewhere. I think in the beginning for a few days, yeah. just to get away for a little bit before we've got to go to the doldrums and sit in Juno for four months. So um, we'll try to do something, but it's it's tough time, right? Because I mean, it's just. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just read. I just read this quote. This is the perfect quote for the day. Uh, tell them, tell them, Killdozer is being built. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> you guys will have to go, oh, you guys will have to Google the Killdozer thing, but don't make him go that route. I'm just gonna say it. Don't make don't make Shower go that route. All right, Dozer. Um, yeah. Next week is gonna be fun. I'm already. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we're gonna have a good time.
So uh, be prepared. You best make a list, baby. I mean, you best have a list of, I want the movies. I want the music. I want, you know, we're going to duke it out. Look, man, we can have fun. We don't have to talk politics and get all like, "Mm, you depressed, whatever. We can talk some fun stuff, man, and we'll weave some good stories in there. So we will, uh, it will be a fun week. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. I'm jacked about it. Mike Shower, uh, thank you, my friend. It's good to talk with you. We'll see you. uh, We'll see you next week. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. Cheers. All right. Thanks, folks. We are out of time. The Michael Duke Show continues. Don't forget to get signed up for the five days of Christmas. Five days of Christmas starting tomorrow. You got to get signed up. You can't wait if you don't sign up. MichaelDukeShow.com. Share it with your friends. Tell everybody else about it. Okay. That uh, that does it for me. I am out of here. I got to go, I guess, do a little more shoveling. I got a couple inches last night. And then I'm, well, I'll do, go brave the highway. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show